0: in the first year now i'm at 50k a month now I'm working on scale it's 100k and to the 500k but i got the one and only matt laker here he is matt laker where are you at these days
1: Warsaw, so poland hey how's it going rayleigh
0: what's up what's up good to see you man we uh we uh touched base uh, the other day and uh yeah you're still crushing it doing your mastermind thing and so if you have an agency and you're trying to get to that 50k a month level trying to get to the next level this is the interview for you so stick around it's going to be a lot of just knowledge bombs just dropping left and right and um so yeah very excited to have you basically just drop all of your knowledge on hey if i have an agency i'm around like the 10k or something i'm trying to get to the next level how do you do that what are the keys what are the uh, yeah what are the keys to success, to success what are the tricks so yeah how do you do it so I think the
1: first thing is that you have different challenges when you're scaling to 10k first right so when you're scaling from zero to 10k uh your challenges is uh to find a uh, market need you're trying to mm-hmm. figure a uh, business that can work so you're trying to validate what makes sense uh what that's this one of my clients and uh trying to figure uh how things work how um what's the offer that's gonna fit the market and you have two options there what you're essentially doing Mm -hmm. is you're either copy pasting a business that has been proven to work so you learn from somebody you join some kind of mastermind some kind of course and they tell you hey um Sell websites or sell WordPress websites um, in in oh, oh, the yeah. US or so sell WordPress websites like in Germany or do, do now, this like and that. So Thailand. you can copy paste it because it's proven to work. Copy paste it, you hustle and you you get to 10k or maybe you just want to come up with your idea. it Takes way more time. You validate it, uh, it works and um, and and you have something working. Um, then another problem you have from zero to 10K um, sometimes is that poor unit economics. So you just don't know how to profit on that. Your profit margins are too low. It, it's too expensive for you to... Uh, delivered the project. For example, one of my clients, when I started working with them uh, before, they were selling Google ads, but then they were selling Facebook ads on top of that and other stuff. And they were charging 1500 US a month. And then it was more expensive for them to hire uh, freelancers uh, and outsource the work. So they ended up basically being on zero uh, with any profit. So um, that's another problem. And then the third problem, when you're scaling from zero to 10K, Um, is um, that you don't really have uh, proven uh, lead generation um, systems yet. So weak marketing and sales, Um, things just don't really work for you. You you kind of um, have the funnel, but you don't really know how to make it work. You've heard about different funnels to get clients like Upwork or Fiverr. You've heard about LinkedIn outreach. You've heard about um, all sorts of things, but it kind of doesn't work and then you hit the 10k with one of the funnels um usually usually for people starting out who are hitting 10k this is uh something along the lines of um making it work through uh fiverr or upwork um usually that's how they start uh, especially on the english-speaking um agency market and uh for for some other people it could be hitting the 10k with um, some cold outreach funnels, if this is outside of the english-speaking market but generally speaking they're they're hitting this number and then they think that they're just going to continue growing it but the mm-hmm. the thing is that the challenges of growing your agency now from uh 10 to 50k are uh different than the challenge challenges you were facing when scaling your agency from uh zero to 10k and this is a really important mindset to really start with uh for everybody listening that you just want to uh, be aware of the fact that the problems you're going to be facing are completely different and you can't really rely on what you did before and you can't grow an agency uh from 10 to 50k in the same way you were growing your agency from zero to um to 10k so Mm -hmm. um so how do you uh grow it from 10 to 50k to answer your question now uh
0: really finally to, yeah with that's the what introduction what do i want to know and and obviously <laughs> so, I, I can share some of my tips guys about you know how i did it but i i want to matt to school you guys first because i learned yeah, from him and then, so
1: and then and then please please share your ideas um and findings as well so first thing is you, you really need Good sunglasses. Like without that, it's <laughs> just not gonna work. <laughs> I love um, You really gotta look s- cool. Second, you need a good necklace, and then you're you're good to go. And then we can get to <laughs> and the pineapple, and then we can get. <laughs> then, we can get to, <laughs> then we can get to nice pineapple. Uh, the key. Yeah, and then oh, we the can way. get to. If you guys get here,
0: just you know, visualizing the reward, you can maybe be living like somewhere like this. Now, I can't afford to pay for this myself. It's an e-commerce uh, agency mastermind, uh, like we lived in Bali together, but um, live the dream, guys. It's worth it.
1: So um, let's jump into the uh, things from uh, 10 to 50 K Then, uh, So the first thing is um, good uh, personal management um the second thing is system creation the third thing is uh, good hiring so I will touch on these points and uh, uh we'll share um the findings and I just based this uh information on the uh 250 plus clients I've been working with inside of the tribal mastermind so this is not just my personal story when I've started with my agency not obviously just just what you went through but also what I have uh, observed uh working with 250 plus agency owners and just observing what their bottlenecks are and kind of mm-hmm. um connecting the dots and seeing the pattern there so um mm-hmm. based on that pattern um the first challenge is uh, good personal management and this is a big one and I really want to start with this because this is not really a business related challenge uh but I think this is the biggest bottleneck for uh, most of the p- people scaling from 10 to 50k is um um not managing their personal life well and mm. and, and the, the first the first challenge is um their health so i see a lot of people hustling they were uh, hustling from zero to to 10k they obviously quit their job they um they risk it for a biscuit they they hustle 30 hours a day um and they end up having You know no time for themselves they end up uh, burning out they start Mm -hmm. following and believing in this whole hustle culture um and um they start they start forgetting about themselves they start forgetting about things like exercising they start forgetting Mm -hmm. about things like healthy food and um they are drinking or they are uh eating candies or you know having some unhealthy habits because they need to compensate the pain of the hustle. So it's a psychological mechanism that appears to be very, um, very common out there that you're just hustling and grinding for 10 hours, 12 hours. You do something you hate because you're coach uh somewhere told you that hey to make your business work you just need to copy paste this and just hustle and send up work proposals and then um and then you're gonna be successful and then you started doing this and then you started um, feeling like you hate yourself and you hate your life so you're ending up um, compensating this in the evening by drinking and eating candies and and doing unhealthy things And um, essentially, uh, you're getting into this downward spiral um, of your health. So uh, Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people getting to to this point at 10K, but bottlenecking themselves with um, not feeling well uh, physically, like getting ill often. And Mm. this is completely uh, um, unappreciated point for most of the people. And uh, I know for you, Rayleigh, I mean, I know you're a healthy guy. Like you're, you look really healthy. You, you're exercising every day. You're. I, I've been with you. And we were together in Bali. We, we we were together in Vietnam. We were together in Bangkok. And I know you're just, mm-hmm. you know, waking up, going like hardcore exercise. Like I, <laughs> like I haven't seen people exercising as as as, as well as you. Do. So this is awesome. Oh, thanks, man. But but really, most of the people just don't do that. They are. Um, um they're just unhealthy they're getting ill and then yeah I don't know how often you get ill I don't think you get ill often because you look healthy not, but no very not often but people get ill twice a month <laughs> or pe- people get ill yeah. once a week and they waste like 25 percent to 50 percent of their um, of their work time so then they then they feel guilty about being ill and they get into this downwards going spiral even farther because they are just not getting results they are getting ill they they want to do more they want to do more but they cannot because their body is physically not allowing them to achieve more and they um just not getting there so not focusing on the health um getting sick is extremely um You know, it's like losing your time. And then they sometimes get depression um, and all that. So, this obviously is a huge, huge waste uh, of time. And then another thing that they do with poor uh, personal management, and really, like, I really don't want to blame everyone, anyone there, because I did this myself, all that's all that's things, you know, like I went through all these challenges myself, like depression, drinking. um health problems not exercising compensating and all that um but you really need to handle yourself first it's like clean your uh room first before Mm -hmm. uh you try you know fixing the world and yeah if, if you if you will so it's just like your life isn't handled and you're trying to handle your business it's just not gonna work out well um the the other thing is um that they are also getting hyped about living that life and and no wonder like like look at your villa uh (laughs) it's like crazy like sorry sorry they saw me on your channel can you can you uh, can you show the swimming pool again just for a second and just like it's like I it's like awesome so like look people look at that uh and they look at your lifestyle they they look at my lifestyle and then they're like holy shit like i, I want to live like this um so they start hustling they start making 10k and they start making like 4k profit 5k profit depends on the profit margin but let's say for they they end up you know with four or five k profit and and then they spend this for 5k um so the the challenge with living that life is that um i feel like people jump into spending too much and earning too little uh too early so all those things they they're really applicable um and and needed for uh for us you know like especially for us as we work uh as uh, marketers let's say we have um courses consulting masterminds all that it's it's you know some kind of an investment um to show people the lifestyle for me for example but uh it's important that um when you run your agency you're also trying to keep your costs uh and life expenses low so you can use this money to reinvest in your business so you can use this money to reinvest in yourself and uh not spend all that money all this money on a lifestyle so essentially the mm-hmm. uh, more money you save and invest into the business the mm-hmm. more um money you're gonna have um in the future so it's like um the money you're saving and reinvesting in business is your money that you gonna have to buy yourself out uh, from this uh let's say slavery kind of thing you know it's like that's the money you're using to buy yourself out and become the free man essentially um so um this is this is something really This this combination of spending money spending more than you than you earn and being forced to hustle more and being forced to closing deals being forced to to making the revenue right now (laughs) uh and being sick and compensating is this because you have to make more money because you have to make more money right now because you have to fix problems because you have to pay the rent because you have to pay for the fancy villa Uh, I'm not saying you because I'm talking about people with like below 10k but you have to pay for all that um leads you to this compensation leads you to 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 burnout leads you to drinking and eating more unhealthy stuff leads you to um And here we're tapping on the most important issue. It leads you to working on the urgent things as in I need a sale right now and not working on important things because I have the comfort of the space and time and cash pillow to work on things that are actually building and developing solid branches of my business. Most of the people don't sit there for three, four hours a day and develop the most important branches of their business, as in, let's build a better funnel. Let's spend now two weeks, four hours every morning, uh, building the most important branch of my business. They don't do that. They, uh, they sit down in the morning and they send Upwork proposals or LinkedIn outreach messages because they really need to get the client and they sell to wrong clients, um, to clients that they don't have the potential in the long run Um, that will cause them to get pissed just working with them versus just not being in such a needy position and uh, seek better, more quality clients that can develop them and their business uh, in the long run just because they're solving urgent uh, problems. So really, you you don't want to spend all that money. You want to use this money to pay yourself or buy yourself out of the a uh, hamster wheel so you have the time because business needs the time to sit there and develop things that are important for your business that are important branches um of your business so what are those things that people are usually not working on they are not working on things like listening to their sales calls for example listening to their <laughs> I couldn't see my thumb me over here listening to their sales calls and uh, analyzing it, what problems, what, what, what objections did I not handle? Uh, then writing solutions to that below, um, as in, um, this is my sales diary. This is my mistake. This is how I could improve it um, and, um, and so on. So they don't do that. They don't make, let's say, PowerPoint sales presentation. This could help you with sales you just don't have it uh they don't write their sales script they um they don't do things that are just important to to develop um their business but this is not so important what is happening right now um today tomorrow or even this month what's way more important is the long-term um development um of the uh company so they need to start uh, ranking and prioritizing things that are more important and and working on them and then um with life management and and their personal management um this is then uh, like i said about overspending and un- under earning too early this is about um, not caring about the health uh, and also not having clear uh, schedule and routines so most of the people they they don't really think about when I should do things they um don't realize that um you could invest a little bit of time to educate yourself right now about how to be more effective how to work more efficiently spend maybe a day of learning about it and then gaining um months worth of time in the future Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's really great investment to understand things like uh, for example the um when is the best time to work when is my peak time because for most of the people the peak time is uh right in the morning when they wake up they're going to have the peak time it's just going to go all the way up and they schedule things like um, sales calls, then they schedule things like uh, sending upward work proposals, uh, sending outreach messages, but all those things, they don't need to be performed during the peak time. So um, mm. <clears throat> I, will, I, will, I will explain to you why. So um, things that are repetitive, like sending upward proposals or LinkedIn outreach messages, they don't have to be performed during the peak time. Uh, they are so repetitive that in our brain, it's so automated we do them in such an automatic way as if you were like locking your door and just not remembering that you did lock your door I- I'm sure it happens to a lot of people like you, you just lock your door you didn't remember no, if you no. did that because it's just going on an autopilot um so it doesn't have to be performed during the peak performance time uh same thing talking with other people let's say having this uh, uh live stream for me and you or uh, being on the on the sales call call or being on the consulting call with a client you don't need to do it during your peak time because another person on the other on the other side of the screen they keep you accountable like you have to be present i, I can't play my you know like video game right now because that, that, that's just i'm not gonna slack off but when you have to just sit there by yourself and figure out some complicated things in your business we start to procrastinate so that's why because nobody keeps us accountable, it's good to do it in the right time, which is for most of the people early in the morning during their um, peak time. So this is just an example of of learning how to um, make your um, self more efficient um, and managing your uh, life better. Um, So obviously, there are lots of things like that and it's definitely worth just spending a day figuring them out um so that uh you can develop clear uh, repetitive uh, schedule uh, that really makes sense another thing i have seen is um people um doing things like um throwing all the calls um with their clients in one day and um than doing all the deep focus work um, another day. But um, it seems like um, this also doesn't work that well. Mm. Uh, What seems to work better is having a daily cycle of the focus. Uh, But I'm not going to get into these efficiency and productivity tips right now because this is this is like a pandora box of what we can talk about uh and different things work for different people but my point that i want to make right now is that uh you need to handle your life handle your uh your budget handle your personal expenses understand how much money you're spending understand when you work uh if your uh girlfriend or or i don't know whoever you live with disturbs your work you need to Uh, Make them aware, when is the work time that you have, when nobody can disturb you, when is your deep focus sessions, when is your communication time. You just need to organize all that, organize yourself. And uh, only then, when you create the space for yourself, create the um, good um, system, then uh, you can start uh, really uh, making it... uh, uh Mm -hmm. efficient um and start building the uh, (laughs) actual uh, business Uh, and then the last thing regarding personal management is understanding why you run a business so that you're not going to self-sabotage yourself because Mm -hmm. before when you getting from zero to 10k the motivation is obvious it's like i'm i want to make 10k so i can quit my job and i can go to thailand so this is like pretty straightforward motivation that um that justifies the hustle and uh, makes most of the people motivated but once you get to 10k you make 4k um or 5k Mm -hmm. a month which is what you were be let's say earning from your regular job you're like okay cool like why am I doing it so so what's that what's my mindset right now why am I doing this um and this is important to understand that different people have different motivation to run a business and uh, and that you as the founder of the company you're the biggest potential but also the biggest potential bottleneck the biggest motiv- uh, limitation and um you will be bottlenecking yourself um to grow from 10 to 50k uh if you don't figure why you want to run your business because again uh, some people want a business because they just want to chill and they want to rest. Some people want to have location freedom and that's okay. I mean, we're not going to force or motivate people who just want to go to uh, 10K to grow to 50K. I mean, like, because like, I've had those clients, they they, they said they want to go to 50K and there is no reason for them to go to 50K. They, they have their laid back lifestyle. They have what they wanted to have and um and that's fine and some people just really don't want to uh spend time uh in as a technician in operations of the business and some people don't want to uh and some people actually want to and they want to have a vacation as in uh they want to work in their business as a technician so for example with the uh tribal mastermind my personal um motivation is uh to not just have a business that I can scale because people ask me why don't you just scale the hell out as the tribal mastermind and make it a make it an online course and all automated and just you know just 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 don't get involved as much but what i do is i get on two hours um calls every week with uh each uh, of the clients so obviously there is a capacity because i mean how many two-hour calls can you have in a day as in yep. consulting calls with your clients, so I I I'm capable of having two. Uh, I can't be efficient to have more than two two hour calls um, to consult my clients. So um, and that's that's assuming an hour break in between. So that's already five hours of work, and I still have other things to do and other businesses to run. So this is already five hours. Now this means that in five days of a week, I can and I'm capable of taking on um, essentially ten clients because that's two a day times five working days, that's 10 clients I can take. And for me, this work with those clients is something I wanted to do and want to do because I have created a job for myself. I have developed a job that nobody would give me. Uh, I have created a job for me that no university, no um, no, no career uh, recruitment um, would lead me to uh this is something that i have created personally for myself the way i want to do it so that could be a motivation for people to run a business because they want to create a job for themselves that is not out there on the market but it can be really to scale to 100k to just chill and um, not get involved at all it could be different things and it's also not going to be that black and white it's not going to be like hey this is why i'm doing it it's going to be something in between so you need to find this right uh reason for yourself to understand why uh, you're doing it so you're not um, self-sabotaging your progress to grow from 10 to 50k because most of the people will uh, uh, self-sabotage their growth so so that's that's all in terms of the realm of the um personal management that's that's the bottleneck uh the reason why people cannot scale number one and um and we can jump to the uh second point um which is uh system creation and then the third point which is uh good hiring but before i do that um do you want to add something really to what i said or um comment on anything regarding the uh
0: personal management um no that's all that's all good shit um you know some people uh already have their kind of shit together when they're starting this business you know it's not everyone's it may be someone's first business but my agency was not my first business so you know I kind of um how to do business but it may be someone's first business so that stuff may be more um need to kind of dial that stuff in more but those are those are great tips um for the few uh bros watching feel free to put your questions in the comments and we'll get to them at the end Um, but yeah let's jump into uh systems
1: so the second point is system creation so when you are uh, running your business and growing from zero to 10k you don't really need systems pretty much as in um for your customer acquisition you just have your bunch of leads that you can drop into your um excel spreadsheet or google sheets and and that's it right um so it is a relatively simple way of tracking it and really it doesn't make sense in most of the times to automate anything or develop any kind of fancy uh systems like it really doesn't make sense when you're making 2k a month to to set up HubSpot and Pipedrive and automations and Zapier and people waste time on doing it uh which never is getting back as in like this is just a bad investment you're spending a week building an automation and you are not ending up using it, it would have been faster for you to just do this manually. And then you just end up not using this automation because by the time you've built it, you have figured that your system is working in a completely different way. So there is no point in uh, automating or or systemizing anything that hasn't been established yet. But at 10K, things start to get established. And you start bottlenecking yourself with uh, uh, repetitive tasks. So, um, it's good then to start building systems. And specifically, what this means is um, a sales CRM system, which is a a tool like PipeDrive or HubSpot, where you can input all the deals that you have with clients and see where they are on the pipeline, where they are, uh, and on which stage they are, and what communication has been um, out there uh, with the clients up until to this point of time and also what is the next action step with the potential client now this is important because first of all you have so many leads in your pipeline that you can't really memorize all the action steps you need to perform uh, to complete your sales cycle and the second thing is that with such a uh huge um amount of work that you're gonna have with cult outreach funnels you won't be able to track it and the point here is that you're actually changing and start building funnels that are called outreach funnels or called inbound funnels so usually when you are um closer to 10k you have um you're relying on fiverr upwork on english speaking market but uh when you're growing farther you will want to start using uh cult Uh, outreach funnels and there is a really good reason for that so um sure you can keep using upwork and fiber make 30k and i have clients who make 30k uh, with uh fiber or upwork this is uh, reality this is doable this is this is not like you can't make more than 10k with upwork yes you can make more than 10k um even with fiber uh if you use the right method that we teach uh and so on but yes this is uh, completely doable but the thing is that what's more profitable is using outreach funnels called outreach funnels or called inbound funnels uh, because you are capable of tapping on the clients who are at the um, awareness stage where they don't know yet about the service that you that, that you have and of course, about the service that is out there. So they don't know about the solution to their problem and maybe they don't even know about um, their problem. So the thing there is that uh, they essentially can just pay you more. So let me give you an example. If I go to Fiverr, because I want to set up my uh, called email lemlist account and I need my DMCAr or, uh, or SPF uh, protocols being set up, doesn't matter what it is, some just like technical thing I need to solve um i clearly know what my problem is right i clearly know what my problem is i go to Lemlist and i'm technical enough to understand that if i want to send cold emails out i need dmarc and i need spf and i need a bunch of protocols that will prevent my mail uh landing in spam inbox i know that i'm aware of that so what i'm going to do is i'm going to look for a specific solution to my problem and i know where to find the solution I go to fiverr i type in dmarc and i find a person who can do it and there's going to be a bunch of people who can do it and they can and they can do it for for between 15 to 30 dollars us and so i'm not going to pay um three thousand dollars because the value for me is not there it's not solving such a huge problem for me It's just solving a tiny little problem for me and i have figured all my problems before i understood that i need um lemlist um or woodpecker or any tool for sending cold emails i understood that i need to send cold emails i understood how to write a copy for my cold emails i understood that my customer audience is going to use um is is gonna is gonna resonate with this I understood a bunch of other things so i have solved 20 problems and i just need to solve this tiny little problem right now now if i'm coming to you um and you run your business b2b i'm coming to you and i'm telling you that hey i can help you get more customers and i specialize in getting more customers for um nfts or getting more customers for um any 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 kind of specific niche and i like solar panels photovoltaics right and i I, and i come to them i say hey i we can build a marketing strategy, we can get more customers for you. And they have this huge problem as in, we need more customers or um, or something else. Like they have too many customers, they need recruitment. I can solve this huge problem for you, uh, but you don't know how exactly, like wh- whether I should use a email, whether I should use something else. So I tell them I can solve this huge problem. So the value for them of me solving the problem at the awareness stage that they have as a, as a lead, as a client, at the awareness stage of them being that feeling that, hey, I have this problem, I want more clients, but I have no idea how to solve it. And me coming and solving the problem um, leads to them seeing way more value in my offer. So this is an offer that our clients are charging um, between 1,500 to around 3,000 euros or dollars uh, a month on a recurring basis so essentially you get clients repaying around 2000 in uh, MRR monthly recurring revenue and and you get 10 clients like this um and you already get 20k with 50% profit margin you already get 10k um profit so that would be uh you um starting uh and approaching them with this huge value but this is tapping on the different awareness stage then tapping on the awareness stage of clients on fiverr or tapping on the awareness stage of clients on upwork who already know what they want they want the tiny problem to solve they're not going to pay you that much so now the um the reason why because it sounds okay awesome, matt like i want to i want to approach clients that their uh awareness stage where they're not aware that there is a solution to the problem i want to just do this the problem for people who are below 10k is that uh, they just cannot afford it to do that and why they cannot afford it it's not because LEMless costs hundred dollars a month uh for the mm-hmm. uh, advanced package that allows you to also send automated linkedin messages it's not the the only reason it's not the it's not that um Sales Navigator, like all the other tools and LinkedIn, cost you money. It's it's not the expenses. You cannot afford it normally because the sales cycle is so long that you just cannot afford your time um, to first uh, send uh, an, a PDF, then wait for the client for like a year, um, then talk with them twice, then have all these touch points. You just cannot afford to build this funnel. I mean, for example for me personally for tribal mastermind for consulting clients the sales cycle is around two years I have clients who have seen our uh video two years ago they've been following it they've been watching it they've been gaining more knowledge and then they got to the point of their life that they're like okay I need consulting for Matt I want to grow my agency okay um but you cannot afford it if you're below 10k uh, you cannot afford to wait two years for a client you need to close them right now so you're tapping at this awareness stage of the client where they just want to spend the money right now you don't have time to to present them all the solutions problems you don't have time for all that marketing so uh, this is the reason why you're usually not using outreach uh, cult funnels or um, you're not really using um, inbound uh, cold funnels like advertising early on when you are uh, below 10k you're using it later um and now getting back to the system creation so you can't really track clients clients for two years what's happening with them in the pipeline if you have this all in your head you need the sales crm for this um and so you need the tool um so this is on the sales end but another systems is delivery and project management so you you won't remember all the clients uh, when you have too many clients without project management tools um, like asana for example and um and so on so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna want to start getting into some more specific ways of setting up systems through uh key performance indicators uh key result indicators for your team here's my recommendation of the book uh for the key performance indicators Um, If you are already above um, probably 20, 30K, um, this is more advanced. And if you're just starting out with building systems and you're closer to 10K or below, then this is probably the best book that you could Mm -hmm. read about um, building basic systems, understanding how to build a basic structure. This is probably the best book um, you can uh, can read um, about it. So... Um essentially, um, you, need, you need to start creating uh, the systems and you need to have this mindset of clarity, transparency, drawing diagrams, looking into Excel spreadsheets, looking into numbers. You need to start uh, doing that. Otherwise, you're going to get confused and uh, lost um, in your business because there's just going to be too much uh, stuff. So this is building systems and this is something that is completely unnecessarily early on. And uh, then we're essentially getting to the third point, which is people who can work within those systems. And this is hiring. So hiring is the third biggest bottleneck in my eyes for or one of the three biggest bottlenecks. Definitely not as important as personal management, uh, but probably on the same level with good system creation is uh, good hiring, maybe even tiny, a little bit higher, because you can still get away with really good team without having any systems, but you cannot really get away mm-hmm. with a uh, completely sloppy team with uh, early on stage of running a company, um, even though you have a good system, unless you need people to uh, perform very basic tasks, and this is not really applicable to uh, small businesses where you need your team to figure a lot of things out with you um, and uh, for you and I will get to that in a second but I will just give you one example to contradict myself a little bit and we'll, sh- we'll show you why this is not contradiction um, with McDonald's so you don't really need people who work in McDonald's to be ex- they can be sloppy they can be uh, I'm sure there's a lot of great and, and super smart people working there who are you know having their Their jobs, or or they just they they're just like it. But technically speaking, a person working there could be, you know, just let's say whoever, right? Like somebody who can be like really sloppy and lazy. Technically speaking, but the system and the structure uh, is so good that even that person can just repeat and work within a system because it's a factory-like assembly uh, assembly line, right? Now, uh, early on. building your uh, business you're probably going to need your team to also help you figuring things out uh for you um so this is why even though you have a good system um you're probably gonna need to have good good people on your team early on because it's not just it's gonna repeat certain things they're probably gonna give you some intel input um as well so that's um that is most likely even more important that good systems creation is because you probably not even have systems early on when building that business so um with good hiring here are few uh, important things that uh most uh, people miss the the first challenge the first problem the first mistake is that they um hire uh people and get into so-called nuclear uh relationships so they hire um somebody below them who's their family member who is their girlfriend and all those things and it almost never works out well it works out okay and works out well in a scenario where um both partners are equal if this is friends so for example Uh, When I've worked with Jonas together, we were on an equal level or when you work with your business partner, you're usually on an equal level and then this usually works out. But when you hire your good friends or you hire your girlfriends, then it's it's not really working well. Or if you hire somebody and work with people in the business and you start having some kind of uh, weird... Uh, personal relationships with them that usually doesn't work so that's that's one of the problems a lot of people ha- have they don't hire people who, who make sense to be hired in that position they hire people who they want to hire just to kind of solve their other problem as in I want to be a remote digital nomad and I want to hire my girlfriend so she can travel with me and this is usually an unhealthy um way of hiring people you you're better off just um uh hiring somebody remotely elsewhere and um just travel with her for example and then letting her figure her own thing on her own um another challenge with um hiring is that um people don't hire people uh who can figure things uh, for themselves and they let them think that they don't need to uh figure things for themselves so oftentimes the employees just think that they just need to repeat things and they um whenever there's challenges and there's always challenging building in the business and things to figure they say like look I I don't know how to do it can you explain to me exactly why and then you give a task to your team member and what they do is they take this task and they say I don't know how to do it I don't know how to figure this out As not like I don't know how to set up a list campaign or I don't know how to set up an upward profile and then um and then you you give them a course it's like hey this is a video course this is how you do it figure this out or google it and the thing is that people Mm -hmm. don't really do it they throw the task back on you and the owner of the company ends up doing everything by themselves why while the team members are just sitting there waiting for them and and then the company team members they start keeping you accountable waiting for you to um explain them what to do instead of them figuring things out so they need a proper um mindset uh training by you that they need to figure things out and um the way that it should work in a small startup is that you ask them to figure something out then they try to figure this out and of course when they bring it to you it might not be as good as if you were the one figuring this out because maybe you're more technical you have more experience maybe this is related to your craft like online marketing or google ads so clearly they they're not gonna do a, a good uh, as good job as you but then you tell, tell them all right fix this fix that fix that they go back they work they come back to you and of course another problem is that people think that hey let me just do it. I'm gonna do it better it's wrong um because i mean your time is spread between so many things in the business you can't just do these things by yourself even if even though you're not gonna do them as well so you need to drop some things on other people and you can't hold off to hold hold all the tasks um for yourself so Mm -hmm. this is important that your team is um deploying these things and also that your team feels like they earn working with you so it can't be that you just you know paid this huge salary right from the start you just need to make them earn to work with you start with uh maybe trial month then quarter uh time then half half time isn't like you know work part time and, and get in the full time let them step up as well otherwise people don't appreciate um that work and um those are the three biggest um challenges so like i said scaling from zero to 10k is okay uh, needs um, different. Pro- it needs it has different problems, different solutions. Usually, no market need and figuring this out poor unit economics, weak marketing and sales. But then, with problems from scaling to ten to fifty k, it's usually good personal management, system creation, and good hiring. And that's why um, it also needs a different way of uh, solving these problems. So I think with things like scaling to 10k it's okay to get courses and um just follow something repeat something that works but i think with scaling from 10 to 50k it's way more efficient to um do something like learning from a consultant on a weekly basis the way that we do it now in the tribal where i talk with people two hours every week and we figure all these problems because these problems are not as cookie-cutter these problems are not as Mm -hmm. uh repetitive it's not like you give somebody a video course and then they can just you know fix it by themselves it's usually way better to just spend these two hours workshops every week and figure this out with them and um and essentially that works better and this is a a model that uh we kind of mimicked from uh pwc kpmg and the big four companies where they have a consulting team to jump on a project on a on a company and then just analyze first everything that is happening in there and um and then start um giving suggestions and things that uh, the business uh, needs to do so generally speaking both when it comes to your actions and things that you need to do as a as the founder scaling from from zero to 10k is going to be different than the things you need to do when scaling from 10 to 50k and also if you're looking for help it's going to be different help that you need scaling from zero to 10k as in like video courses online courses uh and different way of scaling from 10 to 50k where you need more uh professional consulting talk with somebody for up to two hours um mm-hmm. every week and even plug your team to um to instructors and group calls, like we do in Job Mastermind, where people are plugged into the, um, the course with, for example, sales instructor, um, where they get on a weekly call Uh, with Mm -hmm. the sales instructor. But this is usually not the founder, but the team of the founder. So the sales team is joining the the sales training. So we talk two hours a week with the founder to figure and analyze all the challenges. And then our team is talking with the team members of the business, analyzing some micro elements of the business. The sales is joining the sales training uh, and so on. So this um, needs different actions and also different uh, learning and solving uh, of these problems. So that's pretty much uh, it now i guess i can answer the questions uh from the chat or uh we can discuss any of the points you have some comments ready
0: awesome um so so yeah that that's awesome and so uh yeah my personal experiences would not have been able to scale if it weren't for a basically duplicating myself and so found another amazon expert american guy just like me Tons of experience, um, got him on our team, and it was basically the reason we we're able to scale. So um, one way that I put it uh, to people is, uh, yeah, duplicate yourself, find another version of yourself. Um, and so he's, you know, our head of ads, and uh, that's key. Obviously, easier said than done, but it just comes to hiring. And so what we did, we tried tried a couple, uh, you know, Amazon ads experts until you found that one that's it's a rock star boom you know um put him in charge of you know head of ad so you so like me i can focus on lead gen and sales he can be head of delivery and then underneath him now he has a team of american guys under him so yeah boom that's it huge thing find that rock star find that uh, another version of yourself and so and then the other thing of scaling um is you know the the lead funnel so let's touch on that real quick. So what, what have you found are the best uh, lead funnels these days? Is it cold outreach, cold email outreach that you're finding works best for most agencies? Is it um, paid ads? Um, is it LinkedIn? Um, or does it depend what your niche is or kind of for people that are looking for, to build that next funnel? what What are your, what are your findings on that?
1: depends on the market that they're trying to target and the the offer they have so essentially if um we try something like topping e-commerce stores in in the united states then called email funnel is going to be extremely competitive um it's just so much saturation when tapping e-commerce stores in the us with a cold email funnel so it might not work as well as uh for example um doing things like um let's say cold email in norway for Mm -hmm. solar panel companies or it really needs to be a funnel where it's not overly saturated so it's it's not really that straightforward to say, hey, um, this is the best funnel for that offer. It depends on the market, depends on the offer, and based on that, we can make some assumptions or we can make some tests. And we usually test it. We calculate the response based on uh, the conversion rates and reply rates. And uh, sometimes, after a two or three weeks of test, we get, um, for example, seven uh, percent or 10% positive reply rate where we uh, get requests from the companies to send an offer and get on a call from a cold email. It's like one out of 10 is saying, Hey, I'm interested. Like, let's get on a call. That is that's, crazy. That's pretty good. That is, yeah. That is crazy, crazy good. Dude. Yeah. Um, but sometimes like
0: 3%, send, 3% is good. 3% positive response reply.
1: And we got 10% on the recent campaign for, for one niche on cold email. Um, and, um, Sometimes we get literally nobody answering out of thousands of emails, and nobody wants it. And when you're gonna be tapping on niches that get too many of those emails, then you're an X in the in the sea of X's, and that won't really work. So, really depends uh, on the on the offer, depends on the market, Mm -hmm. and what you do is you test it, and then uh, if you see that this doesn't work. Then you pivot and you either pivot your offer or you pivot your um, way of getting to those clients. You pivot on the funnel that you have. So um, I call it the um, SOFA sofa framework. So uh, with SOFA framework, um, essentially uh, what you're doing is trying to find the right market fit uh, with uh, the um, uh, right uh, service uh with uh the right um offer uh with the right um funnel and uh and so on and and the last one is uh the uh audience let me try to screen share then i can then i can show you as well um let me know if if you can I see the screen it. so this is my beautiful drawing of our software network uh, framework so again service offer final audience so there needs to be match between these four so what you want to do is um you want to start with any of these either your service even either your offer either your funnel or your audience and start testing it so you have this idea you design something very basic, some very MVP version, as in like a basic cold you know, campaign, basic landing page on Google sites that takes like 15 minutes. You start pitching it, you test and you assess the conversion rates, um, and then um, you pivot here. And then here you iterate. This is this iteration process where you just pivot and change things until you find something that works. And then the second option is, um, what you do is uh, you just copy a funnel offers uh, service and um, audience that has already been proven to work for somebody else um, this is less creative but it's just uh, proven to work and if you really if you really only know one thing like my only service is I do Google ads and you can still change your offer you can say i do google i make google ads for solar panel companies i make google ads for recruitment companies it's like so many different things and you can reframe this offer in millions of different ways to solve millions of different problems of different audiences so there's always a way of pivot so that's essentially the iteration process there
0: got it nice um what about um what about linkedin uh, is it uh is it getting too competitive these days in general let's say if you have a you know a, a general service like like amazon ads um is linkedin still good viable is it still early and should people be doing it or what are you finding these days
1: it's still a viable funnel and it works well and um some of our clients make about 30k per month using linkedin funnel outreach solely only that funnel 30k plus 100 percent proven to work very good funnel again depends on a niche audience um, and offer as well so if you are a generic website development agency um, targeting leads in the us you're you're probably tapping on something overly saturated. and You're going to get rest, less response than uh, tapping on an audience that is, let's say, in Germany and is looking for something more specific, like lead generation for um, a particular type of business. So the same uh, framework as in the previous question applies, but to answer short, LinkedIn is still an amazing funnel to use. And especially LinkedIn. Um, connected with a uh, multi-channel approach uh, so not just linkedin outreach but the full uh, automation um, workflow that um, is visiting linkedin profile of somebody then sending an outreach message then sending an email then giving them a call then visiting their profile again and it's all automated i have a pretty Pretty solid structure um, examples um, that I can show you of something like that. That would be way more efficient than just um, uh, LinkedIn outreach. So just to um, just to give you just to give you an idea, uh, just to give you some quick example without looking for too many things. Can you see this? Um, can you see my screen right now? Yeah. Okay. So just nice. to just to kind of Give you give you a quick example of what the funnel could look like. um First thing comes to my mind could be for example LinkedIn visit in day one, LinkedIn message and uh, inv- or invite because usually this is outside of your network. Then day three is third uh, is, is an email if they don't answer. Day five is LinkedIn visit, LinkedIn visit day six, day eight second email, day ten LinkedIn visit um and so on and so on day 16 they they get to a booker sequence by a a phone and of course they can drop out at any point of the sequence um by essentially replying positively and then different action steps would happen this is an automated follow-up sequence um this would work probably better than just linkedin itself um if you uh if you message me on Facebook uh for anyone watching it I can I can send you uh the link to 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 this to this funnel explained uh on our website obviously you can you can go to this website here but um this is password protected um so uh this is this is one of the one of the resources just for our clients for our members of tribe mastermind but if you're watching this as a bonus for you know getting all the way up until to this yeah. point of this uh audio um yeah. if you if you if you message me on facebook i will drop you the password to access this one uh funnel uh that we teach uh for free so um, yeah that's dope let's hope this answers your question
0: as well riley awesome yeah heck yeah that's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Okay, and then, uh, so the other big one, uh, which is kind of like the big three, you know, that I'm seeing is uh, paid ads. So, um, you know, we got Google ads, we got Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, What are you seeing? Are you seeing um, agencies, um, a lot of agencies crush it with that? Let's just, let's just say Facebook and Instagram ads
1: sure but um again you need to be at a certain stage of revenue so this is something you would probably doing closer to uh when you are able to test a budget um to to essentially waste this money be ready to just waste this money when you're starting out because ads might not work and and when does it make sense to do it it only makes sense to do it once you have tested the outreach funnel manually and you have huge um, results of this test as in people landing on your landing page going through your funnel and buying from you now ads it's just scaling what you did with outreach before so if what you do with your outreach doesn't work people go to your landing page you send them there and they apply to work with you, you get in a sales call with them, you show them your sales presentation. And if this doesn't work and it doesn't convert, then it doesn't make sense to scale it by 100 and get 100 times as many leads as you're getting right now. And doesn't make sense to spend money on this because it's a waste of money. So once you prove that your funnel is good, that you can get a cold lead that never heard of you before, to read through your landing page or see your ad or see your outreach message, get excited, book a call or purchase in whatever way your funnel is designed, then it really makes sense to scale it and put money in it. Then it's that is the right time to to have a strong, um, confident hypothesis established that, hey, this will probably work with ads, let me try and and also you need some budget. so you rather not have the budget lower than thousand dollars a month when you're testing ads because it's pretty hard to test anything so uh, so so it's also a time it's not something you're going to test in a in in a month it's something you're looking to to spend three months on uh it's 3k um and you're looking to get some help from somebody experienced it's probably 5k um minimum if you want to jump into this so you rather have something that is already established. And another thing you need to budget for ads is to budget three, four hours every morning of your time for the next few weeks, just working, figuring this out. And not just like, hey, I'm establishing ads and then figuring out that, hey, it doesn't work. Uh, everything is a lot of work. It's, it's months of work. It's month of months of engagement. You have, have to have everything perfected. Uh, if you want to have testimonial videos with your clients, you better have proper testimonial videos um with your clients um if you you know just, just to um share screen for a second again um let's say you have a landing page um and and you have videos mm-hmm. on the landing page You're, you, you 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 rather invest in, and have proper video team make make videos like this um then have some shitty video testimonials right like figure this out first before Mm -hmm. um before you're gonna jump into the um paid traffic Then it's okay then sure then completely makes sense to just scale what has been proven to work
0: Mm -hmm. yep awesome and uh just another thing that i found that like you know scaled us up is simply building those testimonials you know, the more that you have on your upward profile, the more that you have on your website, the higher your conversion is going to be. And so, um, yeah, huge thing, huge uh, pro tip right there that I'm trying to get more and more of is uh, video testimonials. But everyone that you get, you're just going to make more money and it becomes that upward spiral. Uh, so case studies obviously go together with video testimonials. So as you start building those those real case studies, then like it sells itself. So and again, you need to spend
1: time building those branches of your business because it takes time to establish these case studies, contact clients, write it down, um, give it to the designer, it takes time. You need time for it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not just hustling and sending proposals out. It's building branches of your business during your deep focus work time.
0: Yep, Long-term awesome.
1: important things that are just.
0: 100%. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, if we didn't get to your questions, you can put them um, in the comments um chico says best place to find rockstar talent
1: i have um recommendations on that i also have a recruitment agency so um i have some insights on that uh in the recruitment agency uh, what we do is we build a uh lead generation uh, funnels in the uh in the following way uh so we are um, essentially building a funnel. So that's a lead source. Can you see my screen here? Um, yes. Can you see the entire process? So- we find um, leads through various different panels, Facebook groups, for example, what we do is we go to university Facebook groups or we go physically to universities itself and we put notes. So we send people in different countries just go to university, just put a note there uh, that we're hiring people. University is a great place because uni- university students are usually broke. Unfortunately, I was a university student myself in, in the Netherlands in Maastricht and I um, couldn't even get a like, kitchen kitchen hand job like 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 freaking dishwasher yeah. it was really tough yeah so. I,
0: we used to go to freaking um we used to go to the freaking uh, blood donation and uh, get 20 bucks just to donate some blood just so we can buy beer and i always think about this is like dude like where are those people like i wish I knew about this university job board thing like we can totally get someone if i was in college to 20 bucks an hour smart smart kid you know to take some inbound leads or to you know write some emails or to just manage some ads like could totally find someone for um you know relatively cheap that's really sharp
1: exactly i did all the experiments i was like they took my blood tested it and gave me some weird (laughs) food that i had to eat for a couple of days and then they would test it again (laughs) and then see how my body was transforming into a lizard so (laughs) and then i got like hundred dollars for this or something or yeah yeah weird weird thing so university job boards and going physically to universities uh we have uh we have a recruitment client um that um, we just literally send our team to universities uh, to look for people Uh, also uh, facebook groups specific for any topic like wordpress facebook group and such um then indeed um, and local uh, job boards. Uh, to find local job boards, you type in um, name of a job. Let's say Google Ads uh, expert uh, jobs, and you go to Google Translator, translate it to be in their language uh, of the of the country you want to post it on, and you want to go for countries like uh, if you're if we're talking remote, right? If we're talking remote, you're gonna go for countries like Ukraine, Serbia, Romania. Um, those would be great countries to hire and i also like poland that's where i'm from and um, i also think it's a good value for money when it's uh when it comes to hiring people uh remotely and um then um this is the funnel this is your lead source then you link from this lead source to a google form and in this google form you want people to fill in Uh, different um, questions. And what's really important for you uh, is uh, depending on the position. For example, personality test is really important for sales positions. When it comes to sales positions, we're looking for 16 personalities tests, and we're hiring mainly um, executives um, or also potentially um, commanders um, and um, and a couple of other personalities. So um, So we teach this in in, in Child Mastermind which personalities deal well with sales. Um, So we analyze personality of of potential hires, uh, but personality tests would be important to perform. Now, the personality test could go before the setter call, so this could go in the Google form if there are a lot of applications or you send it after the setter call if there are very few applications. Like it is sometimes with IT people, it's really hard to get them. So you just want to have a simple form as possible to gain as many leads as possible, just like with actual funnels, just like with actual sales. Um, And when you have too many, you can uh, filter them out more early on so you have less calls. Setter call is to not spend an hour with everyone, just spend 15 minutes with pre-qualified applicants, then give them a test project um to see how they work um and so on so this is essentially um how we are building these recruitment panels in a nutshell now the key mindsets regarding this is that you really need to keep recruiting always all the time so you can you have people ready to start working for you as you scale sitting on a um bench just ready and another reason for this is because it's puts your car and team members on their heels because they're like, hey, like you're not performing, then look, there's other people waiting. And this is essentially based on the first rule of negotiation, which is if you have an alternative, then you're good to go. That's yeah. your best negotiation tactics. Yeah, um, that's that's essentially helpful to not be dependent and, like, to need regarding your team. So yeah. that's how you hire. Um, I have a recruitment company as well. Um, if you want to use us and we do it for free so what we do is hmm. uh, we take 50 percent of the first month salary of the um employee that we hire so normally when you hire somebody for let's say 2000 us a month uh, what we do is we hire them and we tell them hey you get 1000 We get $1,000, but in the first month, uh, obviously you're okay with getting less because you're going to get an additional training. And then what we do is with Trail Mastermind recruitment, we provide uh, team members uh, with the training on how to work remotely, how to be responsive and uh, figure all the logistics regarding the contract service agreement, especially because this is hard for people to hire, remotely uh, on the proper service agreement um, to make People uh, legally bound to the business, but also to feel like they're team members, not to feel like I'm a freelancer and I just want to work on 20 different projects. And that's why I think hiring on Upwork or Fiverr is probably mm. gonna get you people who are gonna be like kind of whack. They're gonna start looking for other jobs elsewhere. You could use Upwork as a funnel, but generally speaking, and I did hire through that. But generally speaking, it's gonna be more of a freelancer mindset. You wanna get people with an employee mindset. And uh, with uh, digital service uh, businesses, with um, that sell B two B, with agencies, you you're probably when scaling with the you know sizes of the business we we're talking about, you're usually looking for people remote, and you can hire them in those countries I've mentioned. But you really need to have this figured out how to make them feel like they are your team members, how they're employees and not just freelancers. So full-time employees at the office kind of whack because it's a lot of work and you can't travel and also a lot of problems with that regarding legal um but also on the other hand freelancers is whack because it's no commitment so we figured something in between with uh child mastermind recruitment where we are getting people who are engaged like full-time employees but they're on the service agreement working remotely and then um we don't charge you for this we get 50 percent of the employee salary in the first month in exchange for amazing training that they get so they are nice uh, more than happy to go through that so we can do it for you to answer your question or you can do it yourself based on the structure that they showed you and and I pretty much showed you our structure how we do it it's it's the exact same structure we're following it's just that um there's a lot of work doing that it looks simple but to find the right people it's a lot of applications so you just need hands to work and I just happen to have full-time employees who are essentially getting their hands dirty, just filtering those applicants, interviewing them and so on. So if you mm-hmm. need some people fast, use us and it's free. And if you wanted it yourself, you know, the whole structure.
0: Nice, for sure. Yeah, um, if I had a note about that, it would have done it. But uh, yeah, I mean, Upwork, you know, uh, I, I found some, well, I, I fired way back before my agency, you know, for my Amazon uh, product business. And uh, it, takes, it takes lots of trial and error you get a lot of shit and then you fire them a month later and then you got to find those rock stars and you can find them, but they're kind of like the diamonds in the rough and then keep them. And so like, for example, we just signed one to a two year contract. And so, um, and obviously they're, they're full time with us. So, you know, test them out, you know, figure out if they have a lot of other clients, because ideally you want them to be, you know, working for just you, but sometimes, you know, you got to test them out, um, and then keep the best ones basically. And, um, you know, sign them to, Like, like do you typically with your employees have like a year to year contract or like two year contract or how do you frame that?
1: We don't have any kind of time bound uh, commitment in terms of you have to work for that many years. Um, It's just a service agreement that is an indefinite, indefinite agreement. But the way you keep employees excited to, to keep working with you is a baby stepping there. Um, engagement in the business, so they feel like they work for it. So it's not that you get yeah. the full-time salary right away. You, you, you have the first month for half of the salary. And you get the training in exchange or uh, such, and then you get um, half, like part-time. Then you get to full-time. Then your salary keeps increasing, and you're developing an employee development plan, uh, which is essentially how you see them progressing in the business. So uh, those mm-hmm. are. Uh, plans uh and spreadsheets that we show to team members uh, that for example in the first six months you are sending uh proposals um so you're essentially a booker then after six months uh, if you get to this kpi um you are going to be a setter you're going to be able to jump on calls and set them for the closer and uh, then you're going to be closer after that many months now your salary grows as well because first uh, you get this much plus 2.5 percent commission, five percent commission. Then you get this and that. Then, then you get the higher base salary, and and they just keep growing. So by by the time it's one or two years, they've invested so much to get where they are that it's kind of, you know, a big sunk cost uh in their perception to drop and it is a sunk cost because they've developed in this business they're making you money you're making money out of them uh everyone is happy so there's really no reason for them to drop out uh of course other things but probably a lot to talk about on how to keep people happy you know think things like understanding their personality styles understanding also. Their motivations a lot of people value remote work but can earn less a lot of people want some different um outcomes so um generally the bottom line is a good employee development plan and making people work uh towards it and um and a good service agreement but like why would you want to keep people in your company if they don't want to stay in your company unless you invest loads of money and time in their training but it's usually not the case unless you're training pilots so that's <laughs> usually the structure.
0: Yep. Awesome. Sweet. Um well, we're over an hour. Hour and 20 minutes about. I know you're really busy. Um so that was super dope. So I went ahead and uh did my uh treat it, treated it like a college uh, lecture and took hella notes. And so, yeah, why don't I just do this? You guys DM me on Instagram at living that life official, and I'll send you these notes. Um, So cool, anything else, any other uh, fire tips or any other things going on, or um, kind of uh, big uh, uh, points, words of wisdom to drop to the family out there watching. So we got a few people watching
1: i guess i guess two things uh the first thing is that um regarding the systems regarding the hiring people regarding the personal management uh, you know you're doing a good job when you're not busy when you wake up in the morning you don't really have anything to do and you know you're doing a bad job when you're constantly busy killing fires a good manager uh, a good founder um, is a person who's just not busy. Of course, you're working, you're building important branches of your business, but it's not that you're busy because you don't have enough revenue or because you have to do all the things yourself. You know how to toss the cards, you know how to give uh, tasks to other people. You know how to keep them accountable. You know how to close your uh, revenue and keep on green. Um, so that's essentially how you are being successful, not being uh, busy. And the second tip is um, Listen to to everything that Rayleigh Bennett has to say blindly <laughs> and just uh, never
0: just uh, follow my lead. Follow his lead, and, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> listen to whatever I say. You must do Yes. yes. <laughs> no. Nah, for real. Um, the one and only Matt Laker, guys, and um, obviously message him on Facebook, and then uh, obviously check out his mastermind if you think um if you think it's what you need travelmastermind.com and or send him a message on Facebook, and uh, yeah, as I said at the beginning, uh, Matt helped me start my agency, and um, boom, it's worth it, guys. Um, find your rock stars, test things out, boom. There's your uh, there's your there's your team, and so there's the one and only Jonas doing five hundred seven hundred thousand per month. Um, so yeah, if you uh, want to get from 100K a month to 500K a month, and go watch my interview I did with Jonas. But, um, am I showing this on the screen? Yeah, I am. Um, cool, awesome. Looking forward to uh, doing some more videos. Um, now that my agency is, boom, oh, blowing up, I, I really wanna help uh, other people do the same as well. So, uh, thanks Chico, he says, uh, he says you rock, Matt. So, um, sweet. Rock and roll, couple agency rock stars, and, uh, yeah i will see you on facebook and instagram and um yeah let's do another um something something soon all right
1: thank you thank you very much for um, this uh live stream and thank you guys for tuning in and staying until the end
0: and yeah. i'll see you all soon cool don't forget um you can get that um bonus uh, page for the linkedin funnel just hit up matt on facebook and you can get the notes If you hit up me on Instagram,